All right, folks, we are back, and we're going to take a little bit of credit tonight here at the Big Gold Belt because stuff started happening on Monday, and there might be people in high places that have been listening to the show just like all you folks out there. We're going to get in that in a moment, so stay tuned because we'll be right back. How is it going? And can I get a hell yeah? Because tonight it is Big Gold Belt, episode 316. Yes, indeed. I noticed that as I was doing the graphics. So we got to crack a beer or something or give someone a stunner, something of that sort. It's Big Gold Belt 316 night with your Big Gold Belt group tonight. How's it going, everybody? I'm your guy, Heel Will Mahoney. We got two chains up in the corner beside me taking care of videos and stuff we got silly Celis down below and the giant crab how's it going fellas after another wild week yo yo good good doing all right. great all right all right so we, first we, things first we definitely got to do some investigation and interrogation process going on because i feel like we have a mole in our group <laughs> <laughs> there, there is somebody hitting the lottery week after week with their thoughts <laughs> and i'm starting to get a little suspicious as to who's really a part of this show <laughs> it's that guy that guy I mean, we were just talking a week ago about jason jordan sliding into a producer role high up in the mainstream with WWE. And lo and behold, Monday Night rolls around, and our man Giant Crab, two pieces of talent that he is very fond of, show up all of a sudden on the same (laughs) night. How do these things happen? Unless the seeds are being planted somewhere. Are are you taking credit for this? Well, as much as I would like to take credit for it, Smart uh, solutions are solve smart questions. And the question, of (laughs) course, would be, how do we make Raw better? Obviously, you get the biggest free agent in all of sports and entertainment, (laughs) and even Marie. You get Mansoor to bring half the Middle East behind him. You put them all on the same show because Lord knows Raw is 17 years long. You profit. I mean, the the real question is, why didn't they do this before? What took them so long? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) They just didn't listen to you. And don't forget your Thunderdome credit too earlier. That was all you too. That was all you too. Yeah. Okay, I'll take care of that one. (laughs) (laughs) That was me. I mean, seriously, when I saw Eva Marie show up, 
I popped right there. That that got me right away because we've been hearing the rumors she's coming. And as everyone knows, we, 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 we are fans on this show, even though Damien is not here tonight. So he doesn't get to celebrate with us with the, the greatness of All Red Everything returning. Yeah. And what she is going to bring. And, and of course, all she had to do was just show up and the Internet exploded. Yeah. So it, that kind of power is, is, is hard to come by. It is rare. It is special. And it's going to be very interesting. As I, I've always said about Eva Marie, Eva Marie is a character. She does not need to be a wrestler. She needs to be a character. Yeah. And the, the possibilities are endless. I'm very curious to see what they do with this. And Mansoor, that's a whole that's a whole wild card right there. <laughs> look, look, let's just talk about Eva Marie. So I got the interviewer like a couple of months ago, and she was in this movie with Bruce Willis that Bruce Willis obviously stole some money for being in that film because I won't even sit there and lie. Like it wasn't great. Like it, it definitely had huge flaws, but like from talking to her, it's it, at the end of the day, she was in a movie as alongside of Bruce Willis. That's star power. It's, mm-hmm. it's just that. And then she was uh, recently in um, this uh, TV series, uh, Paradise City, alongside of, uh, I can't think of the, the dude's name, but he just recently passed. And like, this is a remake of something of a while ago. And there's a, there was a lot of buzz around that. So she's been post WWE been putting herself in amazing positions and uh you know regardless of how you feel about her character she's a good person she has good work uh, workout ethics and uh she does the fitness coach uh fitness coach thing and ultimately if people don't remember you know she struggled with her sobriety and she's been out of trouble mm-hmm. so let her as we always say all, all the time sometimes people need to leave WWE redefine themselves, do some soul searching, do do some crafting, and then come back and then they're their they're their best self. And I mean this was Drew McIntyre, um, and I forget who the other is that we always kind of point to. But like numerous people have done this. And her coming back and already, already letting making people butt hurt. I'm so ready. <laughs> I was already a fan of the type of heat that she brought before. I mean this two at one point in time, there was uh Eva Marie and then our former uh, president, who probably were the two biggest heels on the entire world. And I'm saying that she had him by a football field about the way people hated her for everything. And people are still bringing up the all all the old stuff that happened. And then people are still like, Oh, you brought her back, but you cut all these other people. I mean, the pitchforks are out. <laughs> oh, people I got hit are, with that. People are pissed. <laughs> I got hit with that so many times this week, folks, being like, they got rid of the Iconics and brought back Eve Marie. And it's like, we were hearing about Eve Marie being back like around like the holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. she, she has been, she has been back. She has mm-hmm. been back. The two things are not related. They did not like kick Peyton to the curb and then pick up the phone next to me. Okay, Eva, come on. We, we got, we got space for you now. Yeah. 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 This is not the Aaron Rodgers treatment that's going on here. They're not, it's, it's not a clear indication that they're done with uh, these people for the, for a replacement. This is not how that business is working right now. And that's literally what people think. They think it's cause and effect here. And, and it's not, but like, to me, it's still like, are y'all really not going to give her a chance to redeem herself? Back in the in the company, who knows what she's gonna do? It will she wrestle? Will she be a manager? 
Will she just be a personality? She can, at this point now, we know she can be an act, uh, actress. So that means that anything in front of that camera, she completely is capable of. And then her athletics has all been very impressive. And she's still got to do the, do, do the wrestles, but like, who knows what she's been doing in her spare time? Not to mention um, her, uh, shall I say, protege? And, 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 the, and, and the other kid that this got signed? You have to think that, that, that if you're talking about a bang-bang situation, uh, the, the the guy that Paul Heyman was really hot on, I can't think of his name. Uh, oh, is it Parker Boudreaux? Yeah, thank you. You that have to think there was a guy. Yeah, you have to think there's a bang bang here because they they're like this. <laughs> they are tied together on social media. That is very true. And could that you imagine if they do a you know sort of a carrying cross Scarlet thing? It could. They could. I just hope they bring back the gimmick that she had before they even left when she was on SmackDown, if you guys remember, that she had all these technical difficulties and why she couldn't appear today to bring even more heat, <laughs> to bring that Fandango feel back to say, well, maybe I won't come back today, I'll do it next week, just to bring more heat to it. That could bring right. such for a character because when you think about where wrestling is, you go on reactions. You can have great reactions from Pops and you can have great reactions with boos or things of that nature. And like you said to James and Will, when you think about the reactions that she had was all-time heat of how much boo she had. You think about Vicky Guerrero and what she had times 100. Um, you you mm-hmm. got to use that and raise it up to the next level. And in the time that Raw needs as much entertainment or talking about as possible because Raw has been to shreds for the past couple of months, this can be something big and make it a big character. And then let's say give her the belt for, for a shameless reason or, or a shameless a match that she could have, and that's even more heat that you could bring to her. It's so many things that you could do with this. You chose violence, man. <laughs> <laughs> Money in the bank is coming up. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> people would lose their damn mind if she got that damn briefcase. I'm just that would saying. be amazing. That would be amazing. You nailed it, though, Sellers. My take on Eva Marie is new school Vicky Guerrero. Yep. That Vicky Guerrero heat, where it ain't about the wrestling, it's just about her being a damn heat magnet and exactly. use her to pair her up with people to do something for them, to put some kind of something on them. Someone who needs that sizzle that mm-hmm. she can bring. You you can't buy the heat she has. No. Nah. You can't create that heat. Nope. So you got it. You have it. It's right in front of you. Use it for something. And, and, and on top of that, it's not even really warranted. Like, yeah, some things happen in regards to, you know, technicalities and wrestling. Yeah, she had botches and whatnot. But, like, this wasn't booze. <laughs> this was long Reddit posts about <laughs> I'm coming after her. <laughs> I don't want her in the business at all type of thing. People were out for her, like, le- legitimately. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, some type of a pseudo hit how people hated her. Like, <laughs> It was it was crazy. Like to be honest, that's what we that's that's what should be coming on tonight. Dark side of the ring, uh, the dark side of the ring, the fans versus Eva Marie because the way how people <laughs> were treating her, it was crazy. But we got to give it to Jamal. This this is this is definitely his his token <laughs> child right here. This is what you do. It's it's really quite simple. You want her to be the biggest heel of all time. Have her come to the ring with a full black trash bag. And light it on fire. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she says that she's the evolution. Well, that is what that looks like. Yeah. And to be honest with you, we don't really know what she's going to do 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we last saw her, you know, the, the botches, the everything else that you mentioned. Okay, fine. That was what, seven, six, seven years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been quite so a while. There's, there's two problems, you know, here that, that are the two questions, rather, because they're not problems yet. Has she progressed in, in the wrestling business, either as a wrestler, as a promo? We don't know. If she has, great. More of that. If she hasn't, what do you do with her? Because that after a while, uh, you know, her not being able to really do the work is going to become more of a detriment than, than anything. So I'm rooting for, I'm 100% rooting for, um, I did see the vignette with her tap dancing on that uh, Ferrari for reasons. Um, sure. I guess, uh, you know, that's, that's Vince written all over that. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it, 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 it definitely is. Um, not really feeling that promo per se, because I feel that that wasn't necessarily her speaking. That was her big black dress speaking, but this is what you, I mean, but like there is some room to, uh, and also will there be crowds? You know, one of the, I mean, Mm -hmm. could you imagine that segment where you heard versus Bailey on NXT in an empty arena? It certainly wouldn't feel the same. Yeah. So, You know, I, I don't really care about what Twitter or Reddit says. Um, I'm only watching the show, not the internet. So the, the real question is, does she help the show or does she take away from the show? I think right now she is a help. I think that, you know, we haven't seen her in so long that hopefully that there's some marketable growth there. And I really hope that she comes in and gets her like a real legitimate push this time, this go around, instead of going, she's sexy and different, so this is what you're going to give her. Yep. Now, obviously, the comparison to the people that have, have been, you know, ousted from the business versus her, you know, that juxtaposition obviously is going to be in play. I don't really care. I mean, whether she was signed yesterday, whether that she was signed six months ago, which she could have well have been, uh, she hasn't made it to TV yet. So and now and obviously the WWE is more different than ever as compared to when she was last there. Yeah. So she might not be as the, the biggest like fish out of water that she was the last time. Um, but I don't think anybody's going into this even a rematch on Raw going like, all right, cool. I can't wait till she hits that like standing six ninety off the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, deathmatch champion Eva Marie is coming to town. What is she gonna do now? No. But 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 you know what though, you bring up a good point. I mean, that also means that like why people got this formulated idea of who she is and what she's gonna be, uh expectations should be zero. Because at this point yeah, now you, how how could you have any sort of expectations? So I think anything she does now. Uh, in the ring should be considered a plus. And I will just add too, again, yeah, like you said, it's seven years, it's been a long time. A lot of the 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 the, 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 the comments of WWE has changed, but also too, you got to think she's in the best shape of her life. She's, again, not dealing with sobriety issues or pain meds and any of that sort that she had troubles with before. And again, uh, from her desires to want to come back to prove, to prove things, you talk about her markability, she's doing Hollywood, 
Um, and 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 then again, she's still banking on her own self business. I mean, she reeks WWE material. Mm-hmm. Now she's just coming back. She knows how the system works. She knows where she went wrong. Now she just got to do it right. And and as you said, she still has to do the work. But when it comes down to in the ring, I'm sure WWE also has the same sentiments. We know what we did wrong with you before. We know where to put position you at now. And I, I think she's going to be great. I think she's going to be great. I think she's going to wow a lot of people. And I think she has potential to like have that Ronda Rousey wow on people because everyone doubted her too. They said she was trash because of the UFC and she didn't take the business serious and she could never did. And they put her on the grandest stage where she belonged and she showed out. Even Marie may not be that ready, but I think her being on raw, I think she has potential to make buzz and send a lot more people with a uh, big, uh, uh, big heavy diapers. And that's good. <laughs> Real she good. Doesn't, she doesn't need to be a main eventer. She doesn't. Everyone doesn't need to be a main eventer. She just needs to play a role. So yeah. money in the bank sounds great. Yeah, I'm just saying it's a big thing. She can win that thing. But go ahead, Will. There's plenty of ways to use her, whether it's in the ring, whether it's as a character, whether it's just putting her, pairing her with a talent. There's there's tons of different ways to go with her. I mean, I think kind of the upside right now is she has all this heat just based on her past. But otherwise, she's been gone so long, like Jamal was saying, she's really coming back as a clean slate mm-hmm. outside of having all this heat. Yeah. You, could, you could do just about anything with her. You just know, and you and you're guaranteed you're going to get a reaction. She mm-hmm. is not going to be out there and like people are going to be like bored. Yeah. So people are engaged the moment she shows up because they're just out of their minds. So yeah, hey, I, I, I'm this, really this is, curious where they're going to go with this. This is not like a, a totally good comparison, but like maybe you might see where I'm going at with this. But like she she's something to look at, and so was Scarlett. And when she came out, who was never in WWE. She stopped motion. Everybody was like, well, who is this? Now mm-hmm. you got somebody that's going to give you the same thing, but all, but already have been here and obviously know how to work uh, and, and know how to work within this uh, this business and this company. So, I, again, it's like starting new, but she's been here. So she comes with experience and she's going to know how to play the game and really uh, make the best of this opportunity. Unlike anything else, I think she's going to she's going to shatter expectations. I mean, but, it's not like yeah. we're gonna they're gonna put her in retribution or anything like that. I mean, this, this is. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I forget what that was. Right. So I mean, it's like uh, I, I just think that um, she yeah right. All of that you said, she is coming in as a, as a new uh yeah, person. Um, I really can't wait for her to start and, and and get it going. And honestly, this is kind of the most we've talked about raw in a long time with with yes. the hope of looking forward to seeing something on raw in the future. Yeah. You know, if this is the highest point that it is, then, then so be it. You know, but she honestly, there's no down from here. It's only up. Yeah. Because yeah. she really didn't wrestle and, and, and do the wrestling the last time. You only remember her for how much, you know, you didn't like her. So she couldn't do worse than bad. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. This is a win. This win win high, high risk, high reward situation. So, right. so. So, so what about Mon- Mansoorberg at this point? He's undefeated, quotation marks, I guess, because now it's kind of <laughs> questionable. He ain't been pinned. He ain't been he pinned. He hasn't been pinned. <laughs> what do they do with him, or did they just ride this out? And, and again, thanks to our uh, our uh, informant, the giant crab, who obviously hadn't seen this coming. Um, and 
the Saudis are probably really happy right now. And you say it's bringing the whole country. So that like mathematically, this makes sense. And beyond all that, beyond all the funny stuff, he's been putting in the work, whether you're watching 205 Live or, or not, or NXT, he's been putting in the work. And they did feel like he's ready, which I think that he made the best of his moments, reactions, looking at the camera, placement, all these little small, little tangibles that people don't think about. He looks ready to go. And regardless if you are a fan of him or not, I think he will be must watch on Raw each and every week because why that Saudi deal is really in this purgatory area. He's the only one that's going to make it happen. He is the middleman connect of the century for making all the partnerships and business uh, or, or is with that to go. But again, beyond that, I think that uh, he'll be a good character. And I think that uh, he's another person that's going to probably prove a lot of doubters wrong. And I, I don't think like there's any like scrutiny around him as, as, as to being like not ready, right? No, but here's my thing. I agree with everything that you just said, but knowing how WWE does what they do with, with talent that, you know, represents a country, the biggest I can see him being is Jinder Mahal, but at a mid-card title rate. And even though I think he has all the talent in the world, but look what they did with Jinder Mahal. Like, for example, this is around the same time, right? Oh, when he won that but, title but from this, Orton. Yeah, but this is this is a little bit different. Is Mons, it Mon, Mon, Mansoor, super, Superstar Showdown, is the Mansoor token super show. He gets the the Rumble win. He gets the he gets the the hot mic. He gets <laughs> he gets everything. It's literally the, the, the Saudi Prince's show featuring Mansoor and a whole bunch of other wrestling guys. But so, it's also a glorified house show, though, just on a big Saudi Arabia event. But go ahead, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. That is a huge house show. However you want to look at, it. it's a huge yeah. house show. That's house show that pays to... more than anything else. Yes, it yeah. does. That's <laughs> yes, true. it does. And you have to think with WWE and these quarterly reports, they're just itching to say, like, man, the Peacock deal, the Fox thing. Man, if we get that superstar showdown going again, that would be great. <laughs> I, I just don't see, like, even thinking about the great Kali, Jinder Mahal, all these guys, and I know they're they're totally different countries. And, and None of their countries nature. have put on a show like the superstar showdown. That's true. None of their countries that, have done this. That's true. I, I just don't see WWE riding him out all the way as talented that he is to put him to the top. I think he's fully talented. I really do. I just I just don't have trust in WWE I, would run that way with him. I think they're going to do much like they did Oscar and Nakamura. You give good graces because when you build that connection for them, they were more like obviously they're 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 they're, they're very hot commodities and all the talent in the world. But you understand if you treat them good, then you also lure in that whole demographic to wanting to come work for your company. And so with Mansoor, it's a little bit, it's a like a tad bit different. It's like you, you, we we see that he's being treated good. We hit that demographic. That audience is now watches Raw, which is truly the the show that they want mm-hmm. uh, more people to be watching. Uh, because it, 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 here's the other thing too: you have to start mm-hmm. thinking like at some point. If Raw becomes uh, profitable, then buyers want to get involved. And if you right. got like a whole country <laughs> looking at their token person each and every week, that can change a lot of things with viewership. But at the same time, too, everything that's premised around him could ultimately lead to benefits back with doing shows, tours, whatever it may be there. I mean, when you talk about global dominations, you do have to hit different markets. And you do mm-hmm. have to have representations from th- these different countries. But, like, 
this is this is not just any country here. This is a country that is willing to to back up the Brinks truck and say, <laughs> sorry, this is the wrong one, but you can just keep this one. Here's the real one. And it's like three times the size of that and say, does this suffice? Can we have our own WrestleMania? Can we have two WrestleManias in a year? Yeah, sure, we'll pay for it all. <laughs> <laughs> you put another zero on the end of the check and you do. <laughs> I, guarantee, I, I guarantee, I guarantee you, when they do get back to that, the Superstar Showdown will be called WrestleMania something. With them doing greatest this WrestleMania, WrestleMania, the greatest WrestleMania, I guarantee they do something like that. I well, guarantee. What's the pay per view called? It's called what? WrestleMania. What's Backlash. the WrestleMania Backlash? Yeah. Yep. So I, I see the greatest WrestleMania coming. First. <laughs> I, I just and, and I know what you said about Oscar Nakamura. I even think WWE hasn't done justice with those two. Come on, sir. I, I don't. Oscar Berg went complete. She obliterated NXT and NXT. then Nakamura. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't matter. That's where that's where they initially landed here at, and they were right. treated. That's true. They were treated top tier. Oscar was the best wrestler on the entire roster in NXT, and like that that's that's not even debatable at that time. And you have to think if they're like, well, if you're treating Oscar right. And Nakamura's being treated right. And you think about Nakamura being able to surf all the time and he never wants to go back home. You have to think like other people's like, yeah, we'll come. And you start trickling down the line. And ultimately, you're at this point now where Krishida's here, who was one of the hottest free agents. And he came in a heartbeat. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'll come. And you have to think these how the seeds are being planted. Really, it's like thinking things forward. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's where I think where Mansoor is like putting him on Raw right now, getting him there instantly. Getting him instated really, really quickly. You got a whole country who eyes are going to be open for whatever the time zone difference is to say, we're, we're here to see our guy. And matter of fact, I, I, I'll tell you another thing, too. Floyd Mayweather, which I know a lot, a lot of stuff is happening with him today. That's why Floyd Mayweather picks the fighters he fights, because he says, well, if I fight this person who represents this country, pay-per-view sales are going to go nuts. And 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 the, and then the house is going to go now because certain people will travel. If he fights a Mexican fighter, Mexico's coming up to Vegas. <laughs> it's it's you not make it even an a international question. event. Yeah, and I think that's Mansoor. That's a good, great word. Mansoor is an international event. Walking, that, that, however you want to look at it, he just he just is, and he's only going to get better because <laughs> they're going to keep positioning him in good places. Look, you you you'll be a believer. You'll be a believer. Uh, and once again, the key thing that you said that is NXT where all this stuff happens. But now we're talking about Raw and SmackDown. When we talk about Raw and SmackDown, that's where I don't have the faith. If we talked about NXT being the the final end all of the end all, that main show where they're continuously on. I know NXT has a TV deal and everything. Now we're not just on the network, but still NXT is still looked at as a third tier compared to Raw and SmackDown. And when I'm thinking about what needs to be on top and how what like for example, he should be headlining WrestleManias that comes in March and April. He should be headlining Raws all the time. He should be the face that you see on commercials. I don't know if WWE is going to do that with him, even though he is an international moneymaker, as you just he'll, said. He'll he'll hold the internet, oh, the international, the intercontinental, or oh, the U.S. championship. Mid card, mid card. Yeah. That's it. But but that, that's cool. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Look that, how that's fast. Where, that's where you start with him. That's fine. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't need the rocket pack on him. I'm just saying, him being on TV is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's like this is going to sound like the wildest thing ever because I know I'm gonna get bashed for this one. But like him being on Raw is essentially as big as Bad Bunny being in WWE because what it, Bad Bunny does will bring way. in 
when you he brings a whole demographic to him and he's mm-hmm. superstar. And mm-hmm. Mansoor may not be superstar to us, but you but best believe that and his, down there. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at like he is the one that made it. He's the yep. one. He's and the we're gonna all throw all monies and everything's and put it all behind him. It's like him or nothing, him or bust. And I get that. I just don't want WWE to drop the ball on it because they have so much potential to do this. It's with him. It's nothing against him. It's WWE that I have the problem with. And I'm hoping they always, do the right thing. Always, that's always the, the, the bottom yeah. line evil there. Right, Jamal, I need you, I need you to speak about your man Man Mansoor because like you you again, you your your in your intel on this is uh <laughs> is very questionable at this point. Well, it really, there really isn't anything that really can't be said about him. Um, again, like what took them so long? They knew he was there. They obviously have used him strategically uh, on the tours to the Middle East. So, yeah, bring him. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get why uh, why this is even an issue. Uh, he should have been there, uh, and he should be uh, prominently featured. I don't know why they're screwing around with his record and stuff like that. Maybe he lost. Maybe he, you know, the record's intact is because it kind of has an asterisk by it. That's dumb. But I mean, he won like 49, 50 straight, you know, matches or something like that. Uh, either way, the the long and short of it is with Mansoor is he kind of represents something that we've never seen before, mm-hmm. and not necessarily because he's from the Middle East, um, but just in like. With uh, what's his face, Jinder Mahal? It's it's we've just never seen that before. In that, I want something different as champion. I wanted somebody to be given the opportunity to take the ball and run with it. Uh, we've we know what we're going to get, whether they're good or bad. I mean, because you can like Kevin Owens, or you can like Roman Roman Reigns, you can like AJ Styles. I'm not saying that they that means they have to take a step back, but there's room at the table for Mansoor and Gulak. And a lot of other guys that you just that you automatically write off because they don't fit the WWE mold. And we know that Vince has a huge uh, boner for tall and blonde, um, mm-hmm. male or female. Uh, we we know we know that. But what happens when you give have uh, like Mustafa Ali and you give him that opportunity to do something different? What happens when you give a guy like Mansoor the opportunity? Uh, Santos Escobar, Angel Garza, the guy, the, the opportunity. And it's not just because they aren't, well, white. It's more because they are different. They have a different moveset. They have a different culture. They have a different you know, attitude about it uh, than the same kind of uh, brand that, we have, that we've seen and have been seen over the last, let's just say, 20 years uh, before, like, WWE kind of went global and, and, and now a lot of international talents have come over. Um, so, yeah, I, I really am excited because this is something new. And this was this could kind of been my MO for this, this whole time. I want to wish Ron to win, not because he's the physically the best wrestler, not because he's a millionaire, uh, you know, star athlete. No, because it's, it's different. I don't know where this is going to go. But Unfortunately, and this is this I blame on you, Internet. <laughs> WWE's complacent. Everything's the same. Okay, cool. Let's bring in Mansoor. AJ Styles deserve a shot before he retired. How come you let Daniel Bryan slip between your fingers? Well, which is it? And we'll mm-hmm. get into a little bit more hypocrisy later as it comes to AEW. 
But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, you you the fans, you know, you, you're the ones with the power, and that's true yeah. because you vote with your wallet, you vote with your social media, you vote with your ratings. So when you say I want something different, don't change anything. Wait, what? Yeah. So hopefully, <laughs> uh, with Mansoor, with whatever Eva Marie is going to be, um, you know, hopefully we get some change injected into the conversation. To a lesser extent, that's what Enzo did when he kind of revitalized what the cruiserweight division was at a point. Bunch of guys doing flips. Enzo doesn't do flips. He just talks shit and runs around like a chicken with his head cut off. Is it entertaining? Eh, Probably not. Is it something that's different? Yes. So it holds my interest for a while. And I hope uh, and and pray that, um, you know, Mansoor actually gets a legitimate run. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you know, I hope and pray that they actually see it out instead of giving up on it and just, you know, toss it into in the trash like they did with gender. They absolutely gave up on it. Um, you know, so yeah, good, good on Mansoor, um, for, for coming through. I really hope that they do right by him. However, it's a show for Vince and Vince is a 75 year old, uh, billionaire white guy. So, I don't see himself ingratiating himself to Mansoor, but Vince also is a money guy. And Mansoor is a money talent. So if he can go out and get Bad Bunny um, to carry a genre or a um, a culture that's not of his own, I don't see why Mansoor can't be that person. I don't see why Saray can't be that person. I don't see why Jali can't be that person. Um, you know, PJ Black, you know, and you know, he's from South Africa and, and then and everybody else uh, from somewhere else because WWE wants to take over the world. Well, you're going to need people on the inside to do it. So uh, good on you, Mansoor. Um, it's a, it's been too damn long. And I have some more. Um, you know what? You know, you know, never mind. You didn't hear that because I'm not going to play all my cards right now. <laughs> <laughs> One, one, we one gotta quick, keep you coming back every week, folks. That's how that's, we do it. One one thing too is I will say that Mansoor is being built as a babyface, and that's not something we typically see. People from other countries, especially from Middle East, it's always the idea of like they are healed. When when Jinder Mahal came back and he essentially did the American dream, not Dusty Rose, but like the American dream storyline, the redemption story of going out, coming back, getting in the best shape. Y'all hated it. <laughs> it didn't make no sense. So I was like, it, it, what do you want, folks? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more in a second. All so. right. We're, we're going to hit our commercial break, pay some bills, folks. And when we get back, we will switch gears, move on from Mansoor and Eve Marie into some blood and guts. Yes, indeed, folks. The Big Gold Belt Group will be back right after these messages. This episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected to the advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Big Gold Bell podcast in the section titled, How Did You Hear About Podgo? in the application. All right, folks, we are back. It's a fine Thursday night or whatever day of the week it is you're listening to us on your podcast player. We finally got here. It took a year. It took some uh, surviving a pandemic 
But we finally got to blood and guts in AEW with the giant cage, the two rings, and all the uh, drama I guess we were thinking would happen. And uh, some, once again, I guess we could say, a, uh, now if I say it's a controversial finish, but a, uh, a finish that got people talking. But quite the night of action last night in Jacksonville. And we've been speculating for a while what this would be. We, the, there definitely was all the rumors that it was going to be their version of War Games. Since they can't call it War Games, we'll get as close as we contractually can to War Games and do this match. And overall, I thought it was pretty darn good. Obviously, it, you know, it lived, I thought it lived up to the name Blood and Guts in the respect that, yes, there was a lot of blood, which still just, like, freaks me out that TNT nowadays... We'll let them go crazy with that. When back in the day, WCW couldn't do anything close to this. But somehow, the times have changed and TNT will have blood all over the show. But I thought it was cool. It was a little sloppy in parts as far as uh, people trying to get a little too fancy with their moves and trying to do a bit crazy high spots in there that kind of went sideways a bit. But in a lot of ways, my thinking is in a match, it's supposed to be a blood brawl. It shouldn't look all nice and neat and tidy all the time. There should be some stuff that just looks rough, that looks out of place, that looks kind of dangerous. Uh, I'm going to stay away from the finale of it yet, but I guess to start out, overall overall thoughts on this. After they've built this up for so long, we finally got to see it. What, 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 do, what, did, we th- what did we think of what... Uh, we saw last night from AEW. Who wants to go jump in here first? So I'll jump in here first. One thing that I noticed, and, and for me, and I, I've shared my background a couple of times, where in college I got a chance to do what is called unarmed stage combat, and I see how mm. wrestlers can fight against each other. And I notice when people can call spots and how they communicate with each other in the ring to make sure they do stuff safely with the risk involved. One of the things that I really appreciated in the match was the, the, the calling of spots, if you saw it or if you noticed how it was done, where they was trying to have fun with it to try to just at least put it all out for this event of what AEW was doing. And you could really tell like they were trying to care for each other in the spots, but making sure they tried to execute it in the best way possible to bring color to TV and to bring realism to what the match was for. Um, So on the artistic standpoints of how that match went, I really enjoyed because it really showed how you had real wrestlers who've all come from different backgrounds, had shots at higher level promotions and really had an opportunity for them to shine in this moment and they wanted to take serious or take it very seriously and i was really appreciative of that of how that spots and dance calling or that ring general was going i I really appreciated that so i would say that i'm probably the biggest aw fan amongst the four of us Mm -hmm. and this wasn't a match that i was really looking forward to because in the in the beginning it was, oh well, Blood and Guts is going to be war games. Well, war games matches are usually like an hour long. They, because of the nature of the match, it's it's got to be an hour, right? Uh, so, fine, it's it's war games. What's well, a two hour show? Then I got concerned that oh, it's on a Wednesday. Well. Nobody said that it was going to be commercial free. So how's that going to work? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So now it went from, oh, my God, they're doing war games to, oh, my God, they're attempting war games on a Wednesday on pay TV. Huh. 
that kind of was deflating. And then, of course, the match happens, and it kind of was deflating. The biggest thing that annoyed me during the match was the commercials. There were a lot of them. (laughs) It wasn't that there were a lot of them. They took their normal commercial breaks at around their normal times. It's just that this one match was 45 minutes long. Why are we having three commercial breaks during the match? You're telling me that nobody could have moved. You couldn't have moved the last two commercials up a half an hour and put them during a segment. You're telling me that we needed that mural segment uh, where he challenges uh, Darby for the title next week uh, and we couldn't have had another, an extended commercial break there. You're telling me that we had to actually have the show open instead of starting cold. You know, we could have squeezed in another commercial break there. It was a damn shame. Now, obviously, in America, we saw commercials. If you're watching on, on Fight TV, if you're watching on another network outside of the U.S., maybe you didn't see all of the commercials that we saw. But the bottom line is, is that during key points of the match, they went to commercial and then they yeah. came back and some random shit happened. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. They took apart the turnbuckle? Oh my God, the ring is exposed? How? Commercial. Come People back. People got out of the cage. <laughs> Freeman's on top of the cage. How did he get out? Who gave him the key? And and so the match seemed disjointed because of the commercials. And that happened within about 10 minutes of each other in the last half hour of the show. If you're Tony Khan, maybe you have some say over it. Maybe you don't because of TNT. But you're telling me that if you can't get somebody to sponsor the match, <laughs> to sponsor the last half hour of the match, to sponsor limited commercial interruptions of the match, then don't do it. Save it for pay-per-view. Save it. It can help. It can just be a one uh, uh, match event that's an hour that's a special. Just like, hey, this is a special. It's on fight. It's ten dollars. You can watch it worldwide. Yeah. It will. It will release whenever it releases, and that's what it's going to be. You should watch it before next Wednesday because it, because the next show will have implications. I mean, like that's really what it is. Now, then, of course, there is the setup. Fifteen hundred people were in attendance at Daly's place uh, yesterday. Uh, biggest crowd they've had since the plague started. Yay. Good on you. So if I'm in attendance, I didn't watch the first hour of the show, which had four matches. I had to watch them on the video board over the big ass cage in the the middle of the ring. (laughs) Why? Why not let them in there at 630 or whenever you taped it? I mean, why not tape it? It's, it's, It's tape the damn thing at 630. The show, that's an hour of content. You do that in real time. It's 7.30. And then, you know, they can mill about for an hour. They can watch it again. But as long as they know that they're getting to see the live content that you promised them. Oh, he didn't promise that. Tony Khan said that the War Games event would be a one-match show. But Dynamite was not a one-match show. Well, good on AEW for issuing refunds because they did issue five of them. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that that's dumb. If I'm buying tickets to the event and you're and you're giving me half the event and the other half on TV, that's dumb. Let me, let me ask a, a, a few questions. Uh, number one, I mean, we look forward to Blood and Guts before because was Blood and Guts supposed to be the show that Brody Lee was going to debut on, right? 
If it wasn't that show, it was a show after. No, it was not it that was show. show. It was a show after. It was supposed it to was be a show New- after. outside New York City. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. A, that was the, that was the Newark show. Uh, the okay. Rochester, New York show was supposed to be his. Um, that's right. That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. So this is this is like long time coming because this was like the last big thing before uh, March twenty fifth of last year. Yep, that's about yeah. right. Ground zero. Um, there's a couple of other things I had a problems with, and uh, maybe you were about to lead into it, but like I also hated. The the the, the 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 um the the camera angles where MJF and Jericho was on top of the ring mm-hmm. and you hear oh, Jim Ross saying things are happening in the ring. I'm like, can I see? Oh. <laughs> like, well, like the, 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 that was something that got me. The few times they'd get a wide shot when they were fighting up top, everyone in the ring was just laying around, not doing anything at all. That's like, yeah. like man, they are they're not even like at least in the corner pretending to like hit each other or something just to like feign some action that the rest of them are doing something instead of just laying around and literally just putting all the focus on the two guys on the roof. Yeah. I'm starting to, I'm starting to really like Excalibur. Cause I feel like Excalibur is such a professional at times that he really wanted to say what we're thinking. Cause like, he's like, yeah, on top of the ring. And JL's like, yeah, they're in the ring doing stuff. He's like, well, uh, uh, um, he's like, yeah, we can't see. <laughs> and it looks like nothing's probably going on, but like you're mentioning it, and it's just like this is this is like I don't, I, this is things that you wouldn't expect. But two years now in, um, and considering that now they had a year to kind of build this match, it it there was little little nicks on things that was annoying. And 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 to your point, I gave it back to you in a second, Jamal. Um, the commercials deflated any self like momentum, yep. momentum that I had with it. As, you, as a match like this is built like movie structure, you have an introduction, you have your climax, and you have your ultimate ending. And it was like, oh, 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 commercials, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so like YouTube commercials popping in on video. You want oh to man, man, exactly, <laughs> That's exactly. So, so for those of you that were able to watch it uh, commercial free on a fight or you know, however you decided to do that, you know, imagine this: you're, you're watching the Avengers. And then you hear Captain on your left. Portals open up. Everybody's there. Oh <laughs> shit! It's about to go down. State Farm presents. <laughs> <laughs> because that restaurant quality picture in picture is going to happen. Ant Man's fucking shit up in the small corner. And then you know State Farm has got you in the, in the, on the big screen. And then when you come back. Thanos is like, I'm inevitable. And you're like, how did this happen? <laughs> right. right. Tell, right. Tell, True. tell me how did this happen. I think TNT will do that when it comes on, you know, TV, as when they add commercials to that movie, I'm just saying. So. No, but, but that's kind of thing. I mean, there were some, also, there were some uh, audio issues uh, in, during the match, uh, which was weird. There were some audio issues in the earlier part of the show, which was annoying because the mic crowd uh, was the... They captured the crowd's live reaction to the tape that they're watching. Okay, yeah. cool. Mute the tape in our feed. Because, I mean, if, if we can hear, we either need to hear them and the product, or we need to hear the tape. But so what? I mean, like, why, 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 is, why is the crowd even there if they're just watching it on TV? Like, you, you've been faking crowds for a year. Why did you decide <laughs> to not fake the crowd? 
They 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 outthought themselves on that idea. With this, we're, we're gonna play it, but then we're we're gonna mix in the sound of them watching it on the TV while we put the signal out. It's like you yeah, know that what was really cool live crowd noises. Okay, I'll just put this CD of crowd noises back yeah. on the shelf. Like, yeah, it, they, it really doesn't They overcomplicated over that whole idea right there. I look. I, I I I've seen a lot of different uh, reactions to the the, the show, and it, it just was underwhelming to me. I'm not going to sit here and bash it uh, with a, with a hammer, but there was definitely very uh, Chris Webber calling a timeout uh, <laughs> at, at the last moment when there was no more timeout type of mistakes going on here. Like, that's a that's a that's a, ooh, that's a mean call right there. <laughs> I mean, but it is though. Like it, there was just things that should have been elementary that were just happening and 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 there's no excuses now they're two years in the production team should know their job because they're not wrestling they are producing the show and the sound of the show know how to work commercials and all that other stuff all that stuff is just almost redundant to a point now with minor tweaks and still there are things that yeah sure there's going to be small things out of their control with like the baseball thing that happened before but like there still are things where it's just like, yo, who who is not like taking liberty to say like this is wrong or this is this should not be a thing. So Well, and then uh, since we haven't touched on it yet, the finale of the match, <laughs> the big spot off the cage, yeah, that's got uh, people saying thinking all kinds of stuff, with Jericho taking his nesty plunge into a Puffy pillow, <laughs> the biggest mattress. He's ever. an old man. He's an I mean, old man. I'm in here to say that. I'm in here to say that. Uh, look, J- Jericho. It just seems like at this point now, he just always wants the spotlight in certain situations. He shouldn't have been up there for me. It it did nothing for him being up there for me. We all knew that was going to be the ending of this match at some point. But, the whole, but that's the problem. When we came back from commercial, Friedman was on top of the cage for no reason. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They had to get those Pizza Hut ads in there. <laughs> well, well, first of all, first of all, first of all, nobody, and I mean nobody, out pizzas the hut. <laughs> then why did, so let me speak on that real quick. There's three Pizza Huts that lives near me that they're all gone now. So, I mean, I, I don't get it. Well, you need to come yeah. out of my way because there's a line out the door. Oh, well, I'm, I need to. Seriously. <laughs> to, to, to touch on that finish, though. Because so many people are jumping all over that and saying like, well, they had to be, you know, they're, they're doing it safe. And the safety part ain't the issue. No one is saying that Jericho should have done a Mick Foley and got thrown off the cage on I concrete. Oh. <laughs> there had to be I'm one. There had to be yeah. one. There you go. There you go. There had to be one. But the safety part ain't the issue. It's how you filmed it and how you produced the segment that's the issue. If the dude's in a... Why, who the hell told them to say it was concrete? <laughs> That's the part that killed me. It's like, you got them yelling about it's a concrete pad, and then he hits the thing and sinks into it, and there's cardboard on top of it, and it's just like a nice wide shot where you wouldn't have been able to see all that, to kind of obscure it, would have helped oh so much to make that a little bit more palatable, to make it more believable, not, not to totally break the suspension of disbelief there. There's ways to do it. I don't, coming off the explosion and now this, it's like these big set pieces seem to be an issue for them. I don't know if it's they need the right stunt coordinator or if, or if it's like we were talking about with the production where it's, they're trying to do too much 
and they need to dial it down some and be like not try to be so fancy, but something ain't clicking when they try to do these fancy spots. Yeah, I blame us. Honestly. <laughs> I'm not, I mean I, I blame I blame us because we're <laughs> not supposed to know these things. We're you know, the wrestling is good. Yeah, we're wrestling is magic. And if you go into the show knowing how the trick is done or how you perceive the trick to be done, then, you know, not necessarily why are you watching, but they're just basically watching to pop other people and go, ah, I knew that was going to happen. Mm. So if you really thought, based especially based on the, the, what, the bump that Matt Hardy took off the scaffold, um, you know, obviously they're going to play it safe. So Yeah, yeah but I mean, like... No, but this is, this is the thing, though. Nobody watches the movie and goes, he should have actually died. Nobody watches wrestling goes and goes, no, nah, he should have had his leg broken. The the, um, the issue the is, and to your point, the issue is that the the it, it was so the the um what's the word? Um it was so uh we, we knew it was coming. Like him predict, just predictable. This, this, yes. this is my problem though. This is my problem. You t- now since we all watched it on cable in the US, mm-hmm. allegedly. When we came back from commercial and we saw Freeman on top of the cage, how many of you, show of hands, had a immediate reaction that we have reached the finish, somebody's going off the cage somehow? Oh, that was uh-huh. obvious. 100%. Well, that was obvious. Yeah. And why is that? Because and so that's so number one. So now that we know that the ending is ruined, you know, it's whatever. Well. Jericho, so now we get to it where Friedman is, is you know, feigning it and Jericho's gassed and, and all that good stuff. Like, okay, well, he's going to toss him anyway. And then the camera points to this big-ass marker that happens to be an AEW rug in the middle of the stage. And I'm like, well, he's clearly going to hit that mark. And then he does. And then people go, oh, my God, that's bullshit. It was told. We're calling the spots as, as it goes along. That's not how it's supposed to be. Either you suspend disbelief or you watch it for the mechanics of it. You don't go into a play and go, damn, I thought this was a movie. I'm like, no, it's a play. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I, I even taking our knowledge of things out of it and, and, and us seeing this coming from a mile away, it, it was just too much emphasis on this spot. Again, they completely shaved off the entire ring. Like you saw nothing but them on, on top, and who knows who what could have been happening under him? Because like, wow, he's have to essentially give up. Somebody could have been being pinned or something down. We we don't know because like, yeah, but they pushed out of that too. Yeah, they kept saying the rules were well. The rules are, uh, you know, you can submit or surrender. Yeah, no, no, but you can submit or. Surrender, wink, wink, <laughs> elbow, elbow. Definitely not telling you that somebody's going to surrender, but you totally can. I mean, there was a lot of that going on, so it is kind of like, well, and it was hell? just like the, it was like the, hey, hey, he's going to go <laughs> with his boys. Hey, it's like, oh, one boy's going to go, and it's just like, and it wasn't really just the idea of the spot that he landed on. I was like, oh, that was just like a pile of mashed potatoes. It wasn't that at all. It was this idea like they built this moment up, and it was like, oh, that wasn't good at all. Like, oh man, you know, okay. like that. Like, so 
I, I didn't want to be critical about it at all, but I was like, that's underwhelming. Like I was, I was so underwhelmed. I looked at the clock. I was like, is something else coming after this? Cause I need something. <laughs> like I would love, I would love anything else to, 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 to be like excited leaving out of it. But I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. I think the big thing for me was just considering how much the rest of those guys did in that match for the rest of it. Where it's like everyone fighting in the cage and all the blood mm-hmm. that was spilled and all the spots they did in there. The finish between those two, the rest of those guys deserved a better finish than what that than how that was hit. They they didn't hit the mark at the end. It's like it's like doing a huge gymnastics routine. You hit all these flips and stuff, but at the very damn end, you don't hit the mark on the finish and you fall on your ass. And and that's like, and that was to my point earlier, Will. And and the two the two wrestlers that I would say both members of FTR is what I mean when mm-hmm. I saw really like the choreography that they did to work together to make sure this was to something they wanted to be special. They I mean, wanted to show the marking of what they wanted to do, but you just hit that point, Will. What I was trying to bring earlier. I mean, I mean, this is not a gimmick. Those two ring chemistry and IQ is next level. <laughs> so you well, always are getting that on any given day with them. Well, this is this is my you know, and this could be my last point on it. Uh, unfortunately, we saw two matches. We saw a great eight man tag in a cage. Mm-hmm. And we saw the last half of Jericho Friedman already in progress. <laughs> That's yeah, a great yeah, way yeah. of putting it. Yep, once just, we came back from commercial, yeah, once we came drop. back from commercial, we didn't see a damn thing that happened in the ring. It was all focused on Jericho and Friedman. And that can be whatever it's going to be. Go ahead. What's the saying uh, after a football game end and you end up on the other game? What did, they, what did the broadcast people say? Yeah, if you're just tuning in after the conclusion of that Green Bay Packers game, <laughs> it's like, yeah, we, yeah. we thank you for our audience uh, joining us from the Lions-Tampa Bay yeah. game. Uh, you're in St. Louis, and we have three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's AEW's equivalent of the 425 rule. At, to a T, <laughs> my man, to a T. And that, right, that's man. unfortunate because those eight guys in there, all of them, really deserved better. We got it help. Uh, Wardlow didn't do enough. Hager did more than he should have. Uh, Guevara and Sean Spears, Spears personally Sean Spears. stole the match for me. That's, that that second um, middle ring Spanish fly was bananas. Oh, it was um, good. FTR was expectantly good. Pride and Powerful were expectantly good. Um, Tully really wasn't a factor because he shouldn't have been because of the cage, but then he was, but it happened in the commercial break. So if somebody interferes and then break, does it really count? Yeah. Um, and then in the end, we got Jericho versus uh, Friedman. So the yeah. long and short of it is, is that the finish itself, you know, if uh, fine, if you say that it sucks, then fine. The long and short of it is, is that the whole structure of the match went out the window when we came back from commercial break. <laughs> and they only focused on two guys, on those two guys. Yeah, that was so annoying. And also, uh, to my point again, I just don't think we should have so much emphasis on Jericho. Like, it, it just didn't do it for me. Like, it could have been everybody. I mean, even when you watch War Games, you know, if if Adam Cole, or the Undisputed Era champions, and they got all to go, like, you still see the results of what everybody been through. This was about Jericho at the last five minutes, and. <laughs> I could have did without that. Yeah, totally unavoidable. Yeah, have Jericho just fall off camera, uh, fall off on <laughs> the car pulls off camera. Yeah, throw well, some CGI in there. Well, well see, the thing is, <laughs> no, but no matter what you do, there's always somebody's always going to say like they should have done something else. 
Um, when Matt Hardy did a thing and he took a risk, and, and again, the key word is risk. People went they weren't safe enough. Jericho didn't take as much of a risk, and people went they were too safe. Which which is it? Yeah. Now again, I'm not advocating for like the physical impairment of anyone. That's not why I watch wrestling to see people get hurt. That's why I would probably watch boxing, but I don't because I don't want to see people actually get hurt. However, this is the job. You know, this is the job, and it's not going to. Um, you know, if the job requires you to do a thing, then it's the job. And they book the match. They cleared the match. They scheduled the match. The match is the match. And they knew what it was and went, this is okay. Should Jericho have pulled a Darby and thrown himself down a concrete flight of stairs? No, not at 50. <laughs> but um, should he be taking a trust fall off the top of the cage? No, it didn't really need to be that. But also, and equally important, is the fact that this match really shouldn't have been on TV in the first place. The commercials ruined the flow. Um, you know, the ending was super sus because the commercials fucked it. And, and obviously, you don't have to worry about the, um, the censorship things. This thing is for mature audiences only and stuff like that. The problem that I had with the match, it wasn't the finish. It wasn't all the, all the other stuff. It was the fact that the match dragged on for too long. And was rushed at the same time. Yeah, they were speeding up those entrances quick as hell. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that, I be I be honest. I I look forward to see where they go from here. I mean, much well, like that's what Marie, I'm wondering. Only way is up. That's at what this I'm point. wondering. Because look at look at this. I mean, this was the first big match between the Pinnacle and the Inner Inner Circle. Usually, you end a feud with something like this. They're starting it with this. You haven't even had like you haven't even had like Proud and Powerful versus FTR yet, as a, as just a straight up tag match. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's, they're doing everything in reverse order. Mm-hmm. This would usually be the blow off of the whole thing. Actually, I think that that's a good idea because now that Jericho is out of the picture, somebody mm-hmm. else steps up. Hopefully, that somebody is Sammy, and he's and and they continue the feud by themselves. Okay, fine. We did the thing. We got Jericho out of the way. Sammy leads the group, leads the charge, um, and they go at it, you know, again, maybe more individually, maybe more systematically. Uh, but instead of just having this, you know, big dust up, uh, should they do blood and guts again? I would like to see it happen. Uh, obviously, it should not happen on TV again. Um, it should be a free special. Um, hell, take take Dynamite off the air for a week and then and put the damn thing on fight, you know, so that you can have the show that you really want to have. I don't care how you do it. Put on HBO yeah. Max. I yeah, don't care after, how you do it. Yeah, after those ratings, I doubt that's happening, though, because it, it pulled in some good numbers uh, from the, the Warner Media uh, newsletter that came out. So, uh, well, I'll have the ratings in the news. Look, well, then take it on down to the news, then, sir. Well, the ratings were a big deal, but the most important story this week is, of course, Daniel Bryan and his contract situation. Um, we don't really know, other than the fact that he is not in WWE anymore. Where he, what he's going to do, where he's going to go, and uh, how long he's going to go for it. Uh, obviously, the speculation is is that you know he's weighing his options. Uh, Ring of Honor has officially put it out there to say like, hey, we haven't lost your number, and we know you haven't lost ours. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, obviously, Daniel Bryan is a name, and and, and, and who said it? Who said it a year ago? Uh, you know, year and a half ago. How do you how do you make NXT better? Put Daniel Bryan there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
That's what we've been pushing for. That's what we've that's, been pushing for. That's the thing that I said. And NXT yep. uh, was maybe 25th in the ratings last week. Uh, also, um, I, I just want to be clear. I want to be clear. When you made that statement, too, the unthinkable happened and Finn Balor went. And it became more and more evident that something like this can happen. I'm, that's what I'm lobbying for. Forget right. this old world tour thing. He's on NXT. That's, I'm putting my chips on that one. Right. So um, NXT really hasn't fared well in the ratings in that they haven't grown their audience too much. Um, they're barely cracking 800,000, barely cracking the top 30 in the uh, demographics. So you can't blame this on AEW's potion viewers and stuff like that. Uh, this is all on NXT. Obviously, obviously, uh, AEW is a major player now, and the speculation would be, hey, you know, you would want to go there. Uh, but no matter where he goes, it's, it's going to kill. Um, whether we get Brian versus Marco Stunt, Blood and Guts, uh, you know, whether we get Brian versus uh, Roosh or uh, or anybody, it, it, you know, it really doesn't matter. So he is one of those few players with the ball in his court and the and the world is his oyster. So good on him for that. Um, next up, of course, more contract news. Moose says that he's uh, done with Impact in June. His contract expires. Man, go get a check, man. Go get a so, check. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Moose and whether he'll be an Impact champion. Uh, where he says that, hey, my goal is to win the Impact Wrestling World Title before my contract is up in June. He tweeted that earlier today. If Moose leaves Impact, where should he go? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's already done the ROH, which yeah. really got him where he's at in his career. Impact was a legitimate, smart move. I mean, this guy right now, I'm pretty sure... He's not just hanging around Apollo and Ricochet on a daily basis because he wants to go anywhere else but WWE. But where he should go is the place that I never really lobby people to go because it's very crowded there. And that's AEW because, well, if you want to get that impact title, it is there. And do they value you? Yes, they do. (laughs) And could you be a main event person? Yes, you can instantly and i i do think he possibly could be instantly in wwe but right now that top spot is a little bit filled with mcintyre the roman reigns of the world and bobby lashley and i don't see him fitting in that picture just yet because those are wwe folks so aew sir yeah i mean aew would be interesting um you know i don't see him going back to roh uh maybe he shows up in japan yeah maybe he shows up in japan who knows but um, but yeah, Moose would be is another one to watch uh, in about a month. Yeah, about the clock. I'll be um, honest. I'll be honest. The Moose hitting oh. the free agency is 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 as good as another DMB product. Moose is a DMB product. Is Kevin Durant hitting the free agency? Everybody's going to lobby for this guy. He is. He's he's big time, and I, I and I know he's going to really really engage offers. So I'm it's going to be crazy. Compare Moose to Kevin Durant. <laughs> what? I will say that he would be a welcome addition to most rosters. Um, definitely not going to say Moose versus Durant, though. Um, yeah. County Maryland, <laughs> just DMV. Uh, I'm just saying DMV. Both DMV people. I mean, Kevin Durant is a world is a world champion. I get it, but like at the same time, him hitting the free agency 
everybody was after that guy. Well, look, whoever's running Moose's Moose's burner account, I didn't say it. Just so you know. (laughs) And let me tip in. Let's not forget that there is a new player in the mix now with MLW getting that Vice TV show and starting Mm -hmm. up their tapings in in, uh, July at Mm -hmm. ECW Arena. So they're obviously making moves. So... And it's somewhere, somewhere way down the line in the back. I don't know if you can hear them, but that's NWA. Uh, and they're screaming yep. uh, that they want to be recognized as well. So who knows? Um, one of my favorite wrestling promotions growing up was uh, FMW, Frontier Martial Arts. Uh, and apparently, they're coming back. Uh, at Susie Onita, uh, he held a press conference uh, recently that says, hey, Independence Day, July 4th, we're coming back. And he's coming back with his promotion, FMWE, and the E stands for Explosion. So his, <laughs> goddamn right it does. So his um, uh, promotion is going to feature live professional wrestling and with Explosion matches. Uh, and here's the kicker. They're going to have Chinese, Japanese, and English commentary. I don't, so about the show in Japan, um, I'm not sure what time it starts because Japan is under a state of emergency. Uh, hopefully in J- in July they're a little bit further down away removed from that, but the long and short of it is is that if you want to see what a real death match looks like in high definition, you might want to get your yin together because this could be interesting. No word on talent, no word on what the who's going to be at the event, but um, I will be looking forward to that because Onita is one of my favorites and, and death matches are one of my favorites. Um, coming up this weekend, uh, we have AEW taking over prisoners. That's going to be their big pay-per-view. Um, uh, Ring of Honor, episode number 503 is this weekend. Um, uh, you have uh, OPW uh, having a show. Peter Pro Wrestling Australia, um, they have a show that should be on fight. They're doing a show this weekend that should be on independent wrestling TV later on this month. Uh, Limitless Wrestling in Maine has another uh, show, The Games You Play. Uh, and WXW uh, Progress Chapter 110, which should be on Peacock, um, is happening. And then, of course, New Japan Strong. Um, Dynamite has the uh, Yuji Nagata coming back to w- not WCW, but to TNT <laughs> for the first time in, in 30 years. So uh, a lot of interesting wrestling happening this week. And this is, of course, not the go-home show for Dynamite for, Dynamite for the pay-per-view. That's the week after, which I hope to be at in Jacksonville. Whenever Tony Khan decides to let me know where I can give him money to for tickets, <laughs> why am I waiting he, he, three he, weeks before the show and I don't have tickets? He he did let you know capacity. So what's say, the he, he did let you know that you will have many neighbors inside of that arena with you. <laughs> I will be wrapped in Saran wrap with my mask <laughs> on, but I will be there. If I can, Tony Khan, I'm trying to give you my money. <laughs> Let me buy my tickets, and that's the news for this week. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, another fun week in the books. Another crazy week. I guess next week we will not have cage matches. We will not have blood and guts. Who knows what the heck? Okay. Number one thing for next week: part two of Eva Marie. Come Monday, <laughs> we will see where we go from there to start the next week, folks. But I hope you had a good time. Thanks for tuning in. We are here every Thursday night, live, 8 p.m. streaming, and then quickly thereafter showing up on your favorite podcast service. So thank you for joining the Big Gold Belt tonight. We will see you next Thursday, and have a good week, folks, and we will see you then.